There we go. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's uh, four o'clock again and here in California. Uh, and we do this podcast every Monday, at least we have for the last two years. Um, and um, we call it the dance of the soul because both of us are in the uh, in the work of of uh, giving what information we've received and passing it on to others about uh, what life's really about. Um, and uh, I'll introduce myself first and let Natasha uh, talk about her. Uh, my name is Regan uh, Forston, and I'm a, a clinical hypnotherapist and um, also certified through the Newton Institute and the quantum healing hypnosis uh, technique, um, you know, modalities. Uh, and uh, what I do, what I try to do is to uh, help people unfold to their next spiritual step by uh, a process we go through with the Newton Institute, and that's by uh, helping you achieve a deep state of trance, which most people can achieve, um, some easier than others, but it's it's achievable for those that want to take this journey. And um, in this deep state, uh, we found that you have the ability to expand your awareness to the other side, uh, you know, whatever you call it, because we were talking, Natasha talking earlier, the, uh, the love and light that's there, heaven, the afterlife, whatever that is, but you expand your awareness to there. And uh, while there, you're able to get a lot of work done. Uh, you find out what your mission in life is, why you were born, and, and what we're talking about today, why you chose the people in your life to be with. Uh, and um, uh, oh gosh, and so much more. Uh, we've had about 70,000 people do this so far. So it's just a way of getting more information about um, having you realize that you're not alone, as uh, Natasha also helps you realize that we all have guides or angels that are watching over us, uh, that heaven is real and that your life has meaning and purpose. And, uh, you know, life is difficult as we've all been finding out over the last three years, the world has completely kind of changed. And uh, today, what we want to talk about is why we have the relationships with people. We have relationships with our parents, our brothers and sisters, our coworkers, and sometimes they're joyous and sometimes they're very difficult. Uh, and that's what we're talking about today. Uh, so, um, Natasha, tell them a little bit about yourself a little bit today, and then we'll get on to our subject of the day. Well, I'm Natasha Venter. I'm a psychic medium. I am one who really helps people come forward in life to, to step into their new knowings of themselves because of the fact that we care, always carry shame, guilt, or whatever it is in this life. And, you know, we're all going through these dances of who we are, what we are, where we're going, where we carry so much baggage from our human life and, you know, from birth to, to now, wherever we're at, the, and these things that happen to us. And then, you know, a lot of times what I've heard is many counselors can't see past that. They only see what happened in this lifetime, but they don't see what happened as a bigger picture. You know, like what we could be carrying through uh, some judgments or ache or pain or fears from past life. And that's where I really like to come in is, is that I like to help people go through. And I was talking to someone the other day about how I'd even now combining our human DNA with our past life DNA to be able to negotiate how to do better ourselves because it's amazing how right now we're all being so awakened that it's not just about this lifetime it's about our ancestors it's about our future ancestors it's about you know and i really like to help people go through that 
negotiation of how to find those dances together. And, and that's one thing that we're working on is to, um, to be able to negotiate how to do better. And that's what I love to do is help people awaken a little bit more for themselves. And I want to make a little side note here that we love comments. We love comments about things. And we've noticed that of late that there's been some people who start talking about certain things and we get derailed. So what we're going to do is, is that I will pop in if I see a comment like, um, Sue, you just said soul agreements. And so thank you, Sue, for saying soul agreements because right. that will help. But if yeah. it's something about a reading or if it's going to be something about a question, you know, then I will go back. We will go back and because we can, can't really see the comments that we will go back and um, and do that like in the 20 hour, 20 minute hour or, or something like that in those kind of commercial times, we're going to yeah. say, because we love comments. We love conversations. We love doing readings. But there's going to be a time where maybe, you know, at the end of a show, we'll do more readings if those pop up more. And and thank you, Veronica. It sounds great. She says, so we will. I will do that kind of thing if it's a little bit of a sure. conversation right now. But, you know, we're just been, keep on topic a little. Louise. Exactly. We've been derailed by a couple of people. And and I think that in, in some ways um, there's been a couple of people from, let's say, England. I'm just going to throw it out there that um, have been a little bit meant to derail us. And, it, you know, I love lessons and I love experiences because without that knowledge, we wouldn't get to this now. And we want to be more professional. We want to be professional about the show we do. So with that, um, we're going to be doing that <laughs> in, in the sense of, uh, you know, um, answering questions a little bit more, unless it's something very pertinent to the questions that we are having right now. Yeah, so like today, if you have any questions about um, why, certain, you know, why you have certain relationships or why relationships are difficult, or you wanna share something or how you got through, how you learn from having a difficult relationship or having a blessed relationship, you know, because those teach you just as well. You mm -hmm. know, we only think of the negative and th that we get taught through, but we, we uh, when I think about it, uh, this would be a good place to start, actually. And I think about my father. Uh, always had a good relationship with my father. Um, um, there wasn't a lot of gems that he gave me, but the ones that he did, I've I've remembered like my whole life. You know, like uh, uh, we we uh, back when I was ten years old, we went into a store and bought something, and we drove all the way home, which is a couple miles. Uh, and just as we got there, he realized that the clerk had given him ten cents too much change. So he kept me in the car and he says, nope, we got to go back. So we drove all the way back to give the guy 10 cents, you know. Well, um, that, that uh, at 10 years old, that was something I really, like, we're going to go all the way back there? Dad, is this a dime, you know? And and my dad took me back. So uh, just that that one lesson that he gave me, um, I thought of that many times, uh, especially when I take people's pens at stores, you know. Uh, <laughs> like something and you get in your car and you realize you got their pen and uh, uh, I know sometimes they they have their name on them and they just they just it's no big deal but sometimes it's like their last pen and they just gave it to you you know so um, you know in my life I remember oh probably at least a dozen times where I thought of my dad at that moment I'd get out of my car go back and say here's your pen and you'd be surprised how 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 that enlivens their day they go, <laughs> Somebody brought their pen back in. How nice is that? You know, 
you know, but if I'd got all the way home, you know, and I had their pen, I, I probably wouldn't go back and give them their pen, you know. Exactly. Exactly. But still, you know, it helped uh, enliven my life, you know. So that's a, a, a loving, positive way that we learn lessons and in uh, that the people in our in our life, uh, people tend to think of the negative things first, like, you know, you know, how, how they were treated poorly or something. And and, uh, you know, uh, the lessons that they had. Uh, what's an example, a positive example in your life, something your mom or your dad did or your husband did or your children did that um, <clears throat> they caused a, a change in your behavior for the better? Well, even the moments, like my dad and I were two peas in a pod. And, you know, I got lucky. My, my house was safe. Outside my house wasn't safe. So I was really lucky um, growing up with that scenario. And so, like my father, we grew up in a major city. He was a jaywalker. If traffic was empty, we would walk across the street crooked. But what he said was, remember, cars do not see you. Yeah. And he said, what we're going to do is we're going to make sure our walk, our statement is where the cars know exactly what we're going to do. Like at a crosswalk. Ex exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, those scenarios, those, those dances that we did, you know, his actions always spoke what he spoke, what he, he, his actions always were what he spoke. You know, he, he did have some flubbles. He did have some mistakes where he wasn't perfect. I mean, he was, he was a man. He was perfect. He wasn't perfect. He was, he was human. But the thing is though, his actions spoke who he was. And those, those little, those little salt and pepper interests and, and doings that, that there was sometimes where I'd start walking and go, just a minute. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. and his his theme was always to help me be a better person wherever I was. Yeah. It was, not, you know, even standing going into the bank for the first time. He says, before we went in, it's your turn. You go make your deposit. And he stood oh. at the door and let you go in and make your deposit. Yourself. Make your. Yep, exactly. And then um, and then he saw that the the teller was looking over my head and, you know, because I was pretty short. <laughs> So yeah. I was up here like this and I was, I was saying, I was really shy, really quiet, but you know, he's, he, he made me move forward. And that's the thing is, is that, you know, tough love isn't always without, it's not always pain. Tough love is not always pain. It, it could be moving forward. And that's the thing is, is that when we have this soul walk, when we have the soul work that we do together, that if we do find those people that we find communion with, that you know it is easier to negotiate now you know my husband and i have been a little bit of the opposite you know he just celebrated his um 25th or um 10 year anniversary of, of sobriety yeah. and you know went to a meeting last night and you know the the conversation was anger I had a hard time not staying quiet because <laughs> they they called on me being wife, you know, because they, they yeah. always, they know I go once a year and they always love what I have to say. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. and I talked about anger, his anger. And 
I think people were surprised that when I mentioned to them about how one night he came home and he didn't hardly say a word to me. And I was grateful. <laughs> and I was grateful yeah. because I was always his safe place to fall. But yet at the same time, you know, it, it, he wasn't taking it out on me, his anger, his frustration or whatever it was. Because a lot of times it wasn't me, but yet it was that. But at the same time, though, sitting there in the in last night, that I was really observing that without his tug and pull, without my father's tug and pull, without, you know, my mother's tug and pull, without my cousin's tug, without, you know, my, my, my work partner's tug and pull, and then people who have proofread my stuff because of um, my dyslexia and them tugging and pulling me to teach me because boy, you know, when you can't write a sentence, you know, it's like, Natasha, dear, you need to turn your predicate and your subject around a little bit more often than you do. You know, it's like, so now I know subject, who did it? And what are they doing goes in the sentence, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, and these are those tugs and pulls that if, and I keep telling the students that I work with, if you don't know where your holes are, you don't know where your struggles are, how are you going to know to do better, right? And that's where the people around us are here to show us our metaphorical holes, the things that we need to fill in. And sometimes that's with love and sometimes it's, it's a little tension. And, you know, I'd rather have love. But sometimes that tension that I felt with my husband all those years really taught me divine love. Yeah. Really taught me how to hold people, how to hug people in divine love. Because I had to ask, why do I love this man? Why do I love my mom? Why do I love my kids? Why? And without that tug and pull, I wouldn't be in divine love like I am. Yeah, you know, um, what we're, we've realized is that from the moment you open your eyes in the morning to you close them at night, we're actually in school all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, we're, we have a constant test going on during the day of whether we're going to put more pluses on our on the board or minuses, you know. And every time we put the pluses on there, we're getting a good grade, you know. And then sometimes we put the minuses on there. Um, but the more that you become aware, uh, and, and I've found out that the more spiritually a person becomes, the more mindful they become of, of every action that they do, you know, and, and thinking in a sense, am I putting a plus over here? Is this, is this something that's adding to the, you know, to, uh, am I on the side of love? Or on the side of selfishness, you know, and so even if you're just coasting through the day, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, just going to the store even can be a, a lesson, you know, in what you do, you know, are you kind to people in the store? Like if you've got, you know, uh, I don't know 40 items and the person behind you has one item, maybe it's uh, nice to say, hey, you want to go before me, you know, <clears throat> so they don't have to stand there for 10 minutes behind you, you know, waiting for you to check out. You know, there's uh, a lot of things that way. Um, <clears throat> one thing that lesson that I learned from my my uh, second wife, uh, uh, Connie, who is dear to me uh, still. Uh, and I was with my four stepdaughters. We were in the movie theater <clears throat> and we got done and I was just getting up, leaving my popcorn and my Coke thing and the thing because people come in and clean it afterwards. And then uh, my, my wife said, uh, 
what, what are you doing? And I says, well, I'm just leaving it here for the people to clean up. She says, well, the reason they hire these people to come to clean it up is because people don't clean up after themselves and they should, you know? And I went, oh, duh, you know? <clears throat> so then uh, my second oldest daughter sitting next to me there says, well, let's just, let's just uh, cl clean the whole theater. So the five of us picked up, went along and picked up all the, all the trash everybody had and put it in the trash thing so that the people wouldn't have to come in and clean, you know, now another person would have said, Oh, you're taking away the job of these people. They're not going to have anything to do. Mm -hmm. you know? But, but the idea was uh, to be mindful, you know, to not just throw stuff on the ground or leave it there, you, you know, when, it, when we really should pick up after ourselves, you know? So to this day, this has been 30 years later. Now I've, 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 even if I have crumbs there, I clean it up in the movie theater, you know, I never leave trash behind, you know, so we're never too, you know, that was in my forties then. So we're never too old to learn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Never too young to learn. We're never too, um, too, um, oh, what's the word, uh, busy or, um, or, you know, anything that, there, there's this dance of, of where we're at that, um, that, you know, how do we negotiate this, you know, this dance that we go into, um, you know, it, it's, you know, cause I remember being born. I remember standing at the, at the pedestal, I guess you want to call it the, you know, where you, you sign your contracts coming in. I remember standing there and writing it in my, book and and this book is like i don't want to say it's the akashic records but if it doesn't have akashic records intentions you know and they flipped it to this lifetime and of course on this other side you know it's huge because i've had so many lifetimes and then this one still has well i know i have quite a few lifetimes to go through <laughs> you know so they can always add more papers but you know they flipped it to this now and they said, so what is your intention in this lifetime? What do you want? Where do you want to go? And what this, is you this was just before you came out of the womb. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was so I can't tell you in because when you're talking about time, when you're talking about time in the universe, you can't really know exactly is that right before birth or is that, you know, a couple of days before birth? Is that a year before birth? I don't know exactly when that time. I know in in my asking now, it feels pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. To conception, yeah. To conception, and so with that, then um, being close to conception, I was able to write on you know some things because I know, like for me, I've been um, I've been uh, uh, poisoned several lifetimes. I've I've had different scenarios of, of abuse or disharmony or, or chaos. And I was like, in this lifetime, my physical body is mine and I'm not having anything done to it. Yeah. So that included a lot of foods, a lot of scenarios. So even like something like a smoothie, you know, I think I even mentioned that when you were making a smoothie the other day, you know, when I was down at your house, it was like, yeah. oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, I have vanilla shakes that are super thick and that's the only thing that I will eat in any of that kind of consistency. Yeah. 
<laughs> is yeah. vanilla. And yeah. usually when I go to this one restaurant, I ask for no flavoring because even vanilla is too strong. So it, it's one of those things. So you can write in contracts, but that's the thing that I have understood is that you can rewrite contracts. And I had known that I have rewritten my contract with my husband and I did it weeks before he got sober. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. You know, I'm glad you said that. And and let me set the stage from the from what we've found out in the research we're doing on the afterlife, um, you know, where we help people in trance go to the afterlife, spend a few hours and come back in full consciousness. Well, taken from the 70,000 people that have done this, um, what we could uh, say is probably what really happens is that, you know, before you decide to come down and be in a body uh, on the other side, which is your true home, as we found out, you know, we're created in in the afterlife or in the in the light and love that's over there, as you would say. Um, and then we um, we decide we want to have a life. We want to learn something. We want to we want to go like to grad school, you know, to become more loving and everything. So we decide to have a human body to go through experience. So then depending on what you want to learn, then you look around for people in your soul group. These are souls we found that you incarnate with regularly uh, in different scenarios, you know. And so then uh, let's say you want to learn patience and then you go, OK, let's see, to learn patience. Uh, you know what? I think uh, I'm going to have maybe three or four kids this lifetime, you know, or I'm going to have, uh, you know, I'm going to have a, a wife that has particular issues that I'm going to have to be really, really patient with. It's going to teach me. You know, it's like if you're going to college, you know, you're not going to who, who wants to go to college and take classes on something you already know. Mm -hmm. you know that's not going to it's not going to bring you any further along, you know, so you take sometimes really difficult classes, you know, and you go, oh, this is going to be hard, but I want to learn this, you know, so then you try to pick the right school and the right teacher. Well, it's kind of like that on the other side, you know, you get a, all these other souls together, figure out what you want to do, and they'll volunteer to come down, be your mom, your dad, or your nemesis, or whatever it's going to be mm -hmm. before you come down. Um, we've discovered over there, we call it the place of life selection. And uh, a number of the 70,000 people have decided to uh, actually re-experience again, seeing how they chose the life that they have, you know, and uh, everybody pretty much describes that the life selection place is a place you go to where you visit many different lives that you could choose, different bodies, different sexes, that sort of thing. Um, and um, they actually got to see when they decided to be a female or male, how they chose their parents and everything. And uh, and different people that will show up at different chapters in their life, you know. So what we're talking about today is 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 to make people more aware that you pretty much chose the people in your life, you know, depending on what you wanted to learn and what you wanted to do. So you can't kind of uh, you can't kind of, you know, bitch about it in a sense when you have difficulty sometimes because these sometimes the people that are your nemesis or your hardest to get along with will teach you your deepest lesson you know, that way. So and I want to, I want to add a little bit of, um, of gentleness to that statement that we, we do not, we do choose. We do. The thing that alters from the time we're born is the baggage or the lessons that each individual comes in or learns through the process. And that's where like for me, I know that I was to learn to stand on my own two feet, that these, that the, I mean, that's a cliche way of doing it, but I had to learn my own empowerment. 
I had to, I was here to find my own light. And, you know, of course I chose my husband to do that with, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I can tell you that maybe in the, well, I know that I didn't, it wasn't a choice for him to get drunk all those years, you know? And, and so with that, that when he became his own baggage and couldn't deal with things, then he made the choice in this lifetime to be the alcohol, the, to drink. And then he just couldn't control it, you know, because he, he got into the other side of it. So with that, that, you know, just like for me, did I choose all these food allergies? Well, I did. I did choose to not be able to eat a bunch of things because of not wanting to be poisoned. But that ended up becoming be my body being hypersensitive. Well, did I totally choose that reaction in my body? No, but I did choose the 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 scenario. And so how my body is applying right. it is the human aspect. Yeah. You know, we have the human aspect of our own baggage on how we like for me, either like when when my husband's angry or you know, I could have either learned to be angry with him or I could have learned to be loving. And I personally chose in my soul's walk to be more loving than angry. Yeah. Just well, like, you know. I'm Go glad ahead. you mentioned that because it's like we choose a template. Like Thank you. That's better. Come down, right. Mm -hmm. uh, but because of free choice and everything. Now, sometimes souls come down here and with a mission. And that doesn't mean everybody always has a perfect mission or that they accomplish everything. I mean, a lot of souls get to the other side. Like when I have people go to a past life and when they've seen themselves pass away, they're at their funeral. And then I'll ask them, I said, what, what did you, what had you hoped to learn in that life? And then they'll say, and I say, well, did you learn that or whatever? And a lot of times they'll say, well, I didn't quite get there, you know, because I got sidetracked on da, 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 you know, uh, it's like they usually make some progress at least, you know, but sometimes it's not all just by the book where they get, learn exactly what they needed to learn. Like we've said on the show many times before, that's funny is that, that uh, uh, not a client of mine, but a client of another colleague, um, when she came down here to learn patience, and then he asked her, well, how long have you been, you know, trying to uh, learn patience? And she said, well, if you wanted to say earth years, about 500 years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's not like you're just going to come down in one class. Like, you don't just take English 101 and you know everything about English. You know, you got to take, you know, many courses and then grad courses and all that. If you really want to know a subject, you know, uh, that way. So, um uh, it, it is a, it is a dance it is and so much and and so with this that um you know we've had a couple comments not very many wonderfully you know that um you know that you know sue asked the question here um so are my food sensitivities impacted by past life experiences too i would say that is a a individual scenario for those that are listening later, that it's not always a thing that happens. I would say that knowing a lot of your story, because I've uh, you you and I have been clients slash friends for a lot of years, that uh, that a lot of your um, 
your gut issues are have been set up because of having a hard time digesting a lot of things that happened in your young life and this lifetime. And then I'm going to add in that you have had past lives where you had sensitivities to energies. And so your soul DNA, I'm going to call it, has a sensitivity to it. And then you came into this life having a body that was traumatized. I'm just going to use that word. Um, and so your soul got traumatized and became hyper a little bit more sensitive. And then your body had a hard time digesting what had happened in your life. And then you had also your physical DNA of um, father, mother, and other things that were going on that maybe you didn't come out with a lot of the mental things, but you it went somewhere else. So remember, we have a mental mind, a heart mind, and a digestive mind. So sometimes when our family members of DNA, physical DNA, have scenarios, sometimes we may not have the 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 mental problem of that, but we may have the the heart sensitivities and the or of the digestion and the mind and the gut sensitivities that will cause problems. So sometimes when we have D, you know, physical DNA of our parents, physical parents, that it will settle in different places in our bodies. And that's kind of what has happened with you. I hope that was clear conversation. Um, it was it made sense because of the fact that, yes, part of it is your, your soul's sensitivity. Yet at the same time, I would say it's maybe 30% soul and, and past lives and 70% um, this lifetime. Yeah. Well, it's like today uh, I went to. And she uh, says it resonates. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I went to a fast food place and had a, had, a, had a burger and some fries, you know. So I had to make the choice. Am I going to get a water with this or am I going to get a sugary Coke that I've been trying to, to not take because I know I'm doing too much sugar, okay? So I got a Coke, <laughs> confessing, you know. And I thought, okay, but that's so weird because I know that I'm, it's going to taste good for a moment, but it's not going to. This is not going to make my, you know, so I put that on the minus side today of something that I did. But, you know, so I, I mean, I went without having Cokes for like two years. And then uh, I, when I went down to Mexico, I, my thing when I was living in Mexico for a couple of years, I'd always get a couple of tacos and a Mexican Coke because it tastes like I remember when I was a kid where it has real sugar and everything, you know. And uh, uh, that was what I, you know, got used to. So I got off of that. And then lately I've been getting a few Cokes there and there. Well, so does that mean it's karmic that I knew this was going to happen or that I come down here to learn to take better care of my physical body? And now because of free choice, I'm making the wrong decision sometimes, you know? And so I could get to the other side and go, why did you get that stupid Coke? You idiot. You know, I didn't <laughs> want to do that, you know? So yeah, a lot of it, free choice. That's the thing with this mm -hmm. free choice thing is it can alter sometimes your, your plan, you know, because like I say, it doesn't always go according to plan, you know, because of our humanness and our free choice that we have, you know. Exactly, uh, exactly. Because it's not about the one Coke. It's yeah. about, it's about how many in a day, how many in a week, how yeah. many in a month, how many. And that's the thing is, is like, for me, even though I have food sensitivities, I still, I love sugar. I yeah. love, I absolutely love sugar. I'm not a salt person. If I, even if I have too much salt, I start getting headaches. 
you know, it's like, I love sugar. And so I, but what I do is I tell my body, okay, body, I know this is something that it's not, we agree to, to, to kind of, I don't want to call it disagree, but we kind of have agreed to disagree. And I tell my body, you know, Hey, you know, I know that we've been trauma. We've had some work to do this lifetime. And I, I can we just today, tomorrow and this next week, cause it's a package. So, and I'll try to only eat so many. And then when I grab one more time for the two more cookies or whatever it is, I'll say, mm, I'll do better later. I won't have one later <laughs> because I'm human. And, well, and, and that's, that's the one thing that, you know, I work with Samity Baron and, and Samity Baron, you know, he always says, Hey guys, you know, in his own language, you're going to be skin and bones soon enough. So have fun while you're here. Yeah. But the thing is, so how do we feel while we're here? Because the fact that we do have past lives, we do have this lifetime, we do have a lot of baggage, we do have a lot of, of stuff that happens that, that we don't always do our better. And those are the things that really can stress us out even more when we're going through those stressful moments. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. the lack of better health. Well, let's, um, let's talk now a little bit about um, the people in our lives that are difficult you know, uh, to give you an example uh, of a client of mine, I've mentioned on the show before, but um, she had very difficult relationship with um, one of her, one of her bosses at work. And he was always very abusive to her enough so that she would have panic attacks on the days that he would come in because she, he would treat her so cruel mm -hmm. that way. <clears throat> so um, we get her to, uh, to the afterlife and there's a council there. And so like everybody that I've helped so far, actually, I think all but maybe one, uh, the guides that were there allowed them to go before council and ask questions about their current life. So one of the questions that she asked the first one was, why do I have such a hard time with this, this person in my life? You know, and she told them the name and they just simply said, you were very cruel to him in another lifetime. And that's all they said, you know. So <clears throat> when she came back from that, um, she said she didn't want to hear that. You know, she didn't want to take any responsibility that how could it be anything that she ever did? Why this person was so mean to her, but uh, that altered things for her, you know, so within a few months, even without talking to, you know, he did, she didn't go up to him and say, hey, sorry, I was mean to you in another lifetime. You know, that was how, how's that going to work? But her consciousness changed a little bit where her energy changed and he stopped being cruel to her. So there was some kind of healing going on there by her. Maybe she just took responsibility finally, mm -hmm. you know, said, wow, if I was mean to you in a lifetime, I'm just really, really sorry. And maybe that was enough, but the relationship changed, you know, she, <clears throat> uh, she was able to um, get along with this person after that. Uh, so, and that's, and that's the thing that, that, you know, sorry for stepping in here, that there uh, is that connection with energy. And many a times when we have are having scenarios where we're um, we're having troubles with someone, if we if we ask for grace, ease, love, light, whatever it is, and as much humanly possible as we can, because I know that I um, I was at a fair this last weekend, and once somebody who I know has had um, a neighbor who broke into her place and stole a bunch of things from other neighbors. And it, it was very, and br actually broke her sliding glass door while she was in the house. And so it was very traumatizing for her. It was very, and he's not of right mind, even though he's of bright mind. 
because he's taking drugs and that kind of stuff. And so he's playing the he's playing the political game of of, of claiming that he's not um, healthy um, mentally, but yet he is. Um, and so with that, but you know that doesn't necessarily always have past lives attached to it, but that trauma might have past life attached to it. Mm-hmm. And and being walked on and being stepped on and being pushed over, being bulldozed has. And then the, then when the universe is asking you to heal that part of the of yourself, because it is about standing in our own empowerment, right? That that scenario, if we ask that energy to be healed and we do some, I would even write, I'm done with and I'm asking for love and healing on this energy. I'm asking for love and light to be with this energy. I'm done with this process. I'm cutting the cords to that, um, to whatever had happened. You know, like I get these, the image of these big scissors and I cut the cords to the scenario that's happening. Not necessarily the person, not necessarily this or that, but yet in the human form that I'm in, as much as I can create less energy with that process and so that I can be more adapt to healing it and then that's where my mantra comes in i'm asking for healing on this i'm asking for divine healing on this process may there be healing going on may there be knowings going on may there be you know greater vision may divine justice happen for this person may divine justice happen for this whole scenario that's underneath this umbrella because yeah. of the fact that that where we're going and and Sue, I just got that hit for you. Do that for the scenarios that you have with friends, that with your husband's friends. Ask for healing on the scenario. It's not the people. It's the scenario. It's yeah. the scenario of the people. And so, ask for a divine healing and divine balance in creation with these people what they represent to you the scenario they represent to you instead of the people and that might help heal the energy because there is so much that goes on that sometimes it's not the people but the people will come in to help us heal the scenario that we need to heal in this lifetime so it could be that person's not even attached to us in past lives but they are chosen to be the the person to help us heal yeah. And that's where past lives, that's sometimes where I see a past life. Yeah. So it. sometimes people show up on our life, I mean, for different reasons. Sometimes it's to, um, like a lot of my clients, uh, a number of them, uh, women that have, um, uh, <clears throat> when they've gone to the other side, they found out that they're down here to learn to set boundaries, to, uh, to take, uh, to love themselves enough, you know, to take, um, to not let people walk all over them, you know. And that they've had um, people in their life that have been very hard on them, which caused them to finally stand up for themselves and to and to become more independent and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes, um, well, for instance, this uh, one person that I um, uh, had he- heard of, um, he, he was at work and there was a man that came in and he had an instant dislike to this man when he came in and he, he couldn't feel why. So he got this guy just walked by me and I just thought, mm, I want to punch him. And he, and he thought, this is crazy. I'm a, a good uh, loving person. Why do I have these feelings? Well, he did a, he, you know, he's a, was a spiritual person. So he asked God for some help and in prayer, he, he 
felt that he got an answer that way and, and actually saw a vision in his head while he was praying. And um, he saw that this man who had come by that in a previous lifetime had buried him alive. You know, so now he's going, oh, that's why I hate this guy. I'm, oh, he killed me, you know. Oh, and then but then that night when he went to sleep, he had the other part of the of the scenario where he showed that in a lifetime before that he had killed that man very viciously. You know, so then he goes, wow, I killed him. And then in the life before this, he buried me alive. And now he's walking through. And I really, for some reason, feel this hatred for this person, which I don't even know. Uh, and then because he, he had advanced spiritually, which we're hoping we're all doing, and the why we do this show, is he had that realization that, wow, I've got a choice here to make. You know, do I start um, having a negative relationship with this guy until who knows? Maybe I'm going to, you know, maybe I'm going to punch him in a bar after it drinks after work and kill him or something, you know, to get back in him for burying me alive. But he realized, you know what, I can make a choice here. I can stop it right now. You know, and like you're saying, that thing, that, that, thing about the big scissors cut the cord cut cut, cut whatever yeah and he decided to let it go to let let if that man had done that before cut the cord let it go you know and he said from then on he was perfectly fine with the guy you know so um i like what you said because it's a visualization of like cutting that cutting that cord you know mm -hmm. and and that can just happen in um you, you know you, you let's say you have a uh, someone you're married to or in a relationship and there's this back and forth and you neither wants to give and you're not getting anywhere, you know, there could come to a point where you can make that decision. You know what? The important thing here and here is that I just, I love this person. I want to get along. I don't want to keep going back and forth. Do I really need to be right, you know, for this? And then you just cut that cord and go, mm -hmm. just let, let, even let her feel that she won. The, it doesn't matter. I just want peace here you know yeah. so we have to make that decision to to let go of, of us having to be the winner of the argument you know exactly and that's that part of of asking for healing on this you know that you can cut the cord but what what's going to happen with those cords you have to fill in something in that energy and that's where i always add on I'm asking for healing with this. I'm asking for knowledge in, in working with this. I'm asking for that whatever we go forward has grace to it, has ease to it, has knowledge to it to be our better selves. And, and when we can go that like that, that really helps us to negotiate many relationships in our lives, many relationships. And as I'm thinking, there's a student in a classroom that I might want to try to do that with because yeah. there's something going on with that student. And if I, if I ask for that energy, whatever she's attached to, and I'm going to talk to her higher self, I can't talk to the student, but I can talk to the higher self of that student and, and, and possibly do some um, energy work to take away some of the angst that the student is, is producing. <laughs> You know, and, and, and maybe take it down, you know, from a, an eight, nine, you know, down to more of a, a, a six, five, six, you know, where she can maybe still have her own voice, but yet, you know, take away that intensity. Yeah. Another thing we could uh, bring up that is a realization for me is, you know, we're always thinking about all these other people in the life. They're down here to teach me something. But 
knowing that I probably have contracts with a lot of these other people that are down here, that while they're down here teaching me something, I'm going to teach them something. Them something. It's the right. two sides of the coin. Right. As we learn, we're going to teach. And as we teach, we are going to learn. And the best example of that is having children. You know, now that we know that that little baby that you're looking in that eyes is an old soul, you know, that could have been had many even more lifetimes than you have and could be even vastly wiser than you. I mean, you don't know, you know, to change that whole scenario and you realize that your responsibility is to help that child to mature enough to awaken to their higher selves, mm -hmm. you know, where you understand that. Um, because when you think about it, sometimes uh, you, you always think of a parent as they're the teacher, but it goes both ways. That child is teaching you patience and compassion, you know, and, uh, and opens your heart, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times, like relationships have been in trouble, and it, it is true in a lot of circumstances. Sometimes they have a child, it changes the the father. I know, you know, from a guy's standpoint, you know, all of a sudden they mature like twenty years, and just that having that baby, and they realize they have this responsibility now, mm -hmm. you know, of of rearing this child and of of not of trying to do the least amount of damage to their psyche, you know, exactly. From, from their, their from their problems that they have in their life so um you know that's uh I interesting so always isn't look it and it's, it's kind of like a scenario that i know of um of um someone that is very dear to me that has struggled in their lifetimes and when this little one was born i i held this little one and i said to that to the soul of that little one Whatever happens in this lifetime, you are done from following through with what your parents are choosing. That you are done with that scenario. And I said it, you know, when I say something the first time, it's divinely guided, it's divinely done. And so, but it was basically the theme of me holding the child and saying that, you know, you are your own being, you're going to make your own choices. Yeah. You know, learn the lessons from what's around you, but you are free from following following suit with what you're learning yeah and i can tell you that this child has made choices that has been for the betterment of him than 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 um following like you know i want to be with that person i want to be with that person no i feel safer with you i want to stay with you you know, and I'm not going to name names, but, you know, there's that scenario that's happening and, you know, doing that little dance, I I can't claim it's me, but I'm praying and hoping that I was the seed of ideas and, and okaying the soul to speak louder so that the, the physical body can take walks that will be more conclusive for that, so that person to do better in society than be another troublesome in society. You know, a sign of, of waking up, like we have people in our lives that come down to, like our parents, uh, uh, clergy people and that sort of thing. Most of them are well-meaning and they're they're trying to program us with a certain belief system that mm -hmm. they feel is, is healthy for us, you know, like a belief in God of some sort and, and different things. But it, I'm surprised at how many people that I do regular therapy with when we're talking therapy and uh, out of their mouth, all these beliefs and everything they have. And I go, is that your, is that really your belief or was that your teacher's belief? Is mm -hmm. that your father speaking through you? And, and just to get them to realize that, wait a minute, 
and start to examine the things that they're espousing as beliefs. And they go, wow, I got that from my mom, from my dad, from my school. I say, well, what do you really believe? You know, mm-hmm. and they start realizing they have a choice. You know, they have a choice of what they want to believe, you know, and that they can change their beliefs by doing so, especially when I think of the big thing about religion. You know, we grow up, our, our meaning, our well-meaning parents put us in their religion because it's worked for them and they feel it'd be good for us. But we're all different. So it comes to a point, it usually happens like in college when kids get exposed to other belief systems and that and they go, I didn't even know that existed. I didn't exactly really got this one viewpoint, you know, and that's when um, uh, people like my family was all, you know, mom and dad Catholic, you know, but <clears throat> and there was five of us. One of my brothers died of uh, muscular dystrophy, David, um, when he was 21. But um, uh, my uh, my sister's now, my youngest sister's now Mormon. Uh, my older sister went to more of a Pentecostal, you know, kind of Protestant faith from from being Catholic. And my brother also, you know, went to the one where they speak in tongues and everything, you know, which you don't find in the Catholic church. Uh, and uh, and I went to more of a new age kind of just, you know, put all the religions in a bag and shake them up. And that's <laughs> So, uh, but that all started with the basis of Catholicism, you know, and there's nothing, you know, Catholicism is great for a lot of people. You know, I'm, there's a, there's a, a lot of young people now converting to Catholicism, you know, because mm-hmm. they, it has for them what they feel that they need. And one thing that we found out on the other side, when they're before council and they'll say, what's the one religion, you know, what's the one I need to be? What, what, what could I be? And they'll say, well, you know, whatever way, which one speaks your language. Right, right. Whatever speaks your language. It makes so much common sense to me, you know. So, um, but like for me, I used, I I grew up in a Catholic um, school and my parents weren't Catholic, but my grandmother was very Catholic. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and it just happened the Catholic um, school was just down the street where I would have had to been bused halfway across the city. So with that, that, my mom and dad decided to do that with me. But that I really did learn the stretch and pull of Jesus and Mother Mary. And and it gave me a good basis of knowledge so that I can platform what I know now off of some of that. Because there's yeah. some that were like the judgmentalness and the and that kind of stuff. I, I know that's not them, but you know, now I have some understanding of how how mother went and then you know like with with mother mary when i heard some of her real story of how things went because i know someone who channels mother mary yeah and and it was funny because it was like well you know man wrote the bible and man decided to make me less than but you know joseph's the one that walked on the donkey rode on the donkey more than i did And stuff like that, you know, and she's yeah. laughing right now, actually, because she says, yeah, it's true that that, you know, and and like she's saying right now, because she's right here for me energetically, that she's saying that religion is just part of language. Yeah. You know, she's saying that that no matter where you're at, remember, religion was about love and humans decided to put these contradictions and these these rules in and she's yeah. saying don't worry about those those aren't truth the love is what's the truth yeah and that's one thing she wants you to remember is the love is what we were here to t- to learn not necessarily you know 
rules and condensation or condensation, whatever that word is, you know, you're, you're less than, you're bad, you know, all that kind of stuff. She says, no, you're, you're here to, um, to find love. Yeah. You're and here that, to find love. On the, and so far, again, I mentioned 70,000 people that have gone through the life between life experience. Uh, and first of all, anybody listening to this, if they want to have a, a consultation face to face with uh, Jesus, the Christians that have come to me and gone through this process, every single one of them has been able to have a face to face with Jesus. And one of them, uh, Mother Mary, even showed up, you know, with mm -hmm. Jesus and Mother Mary and they have a conversation uh, and they can ask him all these questions that they're curious about, about the Bible and what is uh, things are, you know. So, I mean, it's like it's like he's that accessible. He's accessible, you know, just like you have a lot like the angel Gabriel and and I forget the names of a lot of the ones that that are helping Michael you. yeah Joseph yeah, yeah it, it's yeah you know we grow up thinking that they're not accessible we think maybe only the saints you know had access somehow or or whatever but uh it's not that difficult you know we're born with this ability uh through a medium through the process we go through people sometimes in their own meditations and and mm -hmm. And prayers and that to have this contact with the other side, you know, and it's just it's it's just love, laugh. I want to say love and light and a lot of laughter, and and you know it's uh, like you would uh, people that experience have this experience. They just say it's just they they just feel good that they come back from from the afterlife and they go, wow, it is all about love, you know, whatever that I whatever that I do, you know. So it, but it, and that's why we're here, you know, we're coming down to the last few minutes here that, you know, when we think about all the stretch and pull and, and, and negative things and positive things and, and loving things and not and unloved things that we go through, that if we really look about it, you know, if we look at ourselves right now, you know, you can ask the question, how much love do I have for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Because that's that's a lot of the journey that we're here for is is to find self love, and then how much love do we have for fellow man? It doesn't mean that we have to like them. It doesn't mean that we have to enjoy what they're doing, but can we have compassionate love for somebody who is making poor choices because that's what they are in their journey of? No. You know, like for I'm gonna I'm gonna name the big the big H here, Hitler, you know? No. I did not like what he did. I did not like the actions that he did. I have compassion for a man who chose to have those scenarios go on for in his life to learn the lessons that his soul wanted to learn. And well, the bigger picture of teaching a world what he was meant to teach. I have compassion for that physical man. I do not like his energy, will not ever like his 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 interactions and his actions. I I hate what he did to society. Yet at the same time I have compassion for scenarios that I can see that he when he's writing his contract coming in, really I got to do this. Okay, I'm doing this, you know, and, very... and then he had the human interaction of growing up in a certain house. He had the human interaction of creating certain beliefs that added on to that when he came here. 
I'm going to repeat what he did was absolutely mind un unspeakably. I can't find words for it because I don't like it. But there again, the compassion for that scenario of that soul and what that soul had to do to our board. You know, it makes it a little easier for me to understand is you look at life as like a play. And okay, all the movies and everything that we watch, and there's the bad guy in there. Well, somebody had to play that part for the lessons to be learned, you know. So uh, I guess he got the uh, the short stick. You know? Yeah, he did get the short stick, and he did it well. He was a really good actor. I'm going to call it, for lack of a better word, that, using your scenario. Yeah. You know, he was a really good actor. Uh, I've had a few people ask. Uh, for people out there, I'm I'm on I'm a neutral as far as Trump or Biden or whatever in politics, whatever. But a few of my clients on the other side, being frustrated about Trump, ask some guys on the other side or the council, like, "What's why is Trump just doing?" And and they just said, "Well, sometimes the the universe uses dark to bring people to the light, you know." And uh, so he's playing that part. And when I look around and I look at all of the change in society since he started his years it's like nothing's the same you know it's like he's kind of held up a mirror to all of our dysfunctions and the people that are prejudiced the people that um, have a lot of these issues have come out from under the rug into the light you know and we can see what people really feel and when in that inside and it's made each of us look at ourselves and say how are we doing as far as being prejudiced you know how how you know uh it's shown the dysfunction in government, you know, it's in both sides, mm -hmm. you know, and that and the lying and the loss of integrity and all that. So now it's up to us if we want to have a better world. Let's look at those things that are being shown and how can we each change our own behavior to be more light givers, you know, rather than going going exactly. to the dark, you know. I've always said that that scenario of him becoming president was that you know, you have to have a rat to be able to bring the rats out. Yeah. <laughs> to know how many rats are here. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and, and so I saw the purpose. Yeah. But yet I, there again, did I like everything? No. No. But did I like, do I like everything of myself? No. Do I like everything of everybody else? No. But I do love, I do have compassion. I do have understanding. I do. My husband always says, would you stop showing the other side of the coin? Yeah. <laughs> would you stop? Well, seeing not, I know because it, you know, it's, it's so sensitive sometimes when you mention Hitler or Trump or something like that and said, well, we're not here to endorse any of that. We're just saying there's a bigger picture going there's on. There's a bigger here. picture. There's and when you when you're behind the scenes and you like behind the curtain and you see the script and everything like that and then you go ah oh, that's why you know it doesn't make it it doesn't make it right it does no. not make it at all right it does not make it at all good it it just yeah. gives it a oh oh yeah well and I'll, I'll i'll finish up here just what i've i think on another show i just mentioned but it it just taught me so much too um, this, uh, uh, man took his little daughter to the hospital, three-year-old daughter, cause she had a cold like, and the nurse there gave her a, a medication that was wrong and, and his daughter died. And so, um, you know, here's this beautiful three little girl and a nurse mistakenly gave, you know, gave that wrong medication and the daughter died and, and his rage was unbelievable, you know? 
and he was a good man, but inside he really wished he could kill that nurse, you know. And then, so he asked God why, you know, in prayer. And he had us uh, uh, in a vision, his daughter, his daughter who had passed away, came to him and says, Father, you don't realize that I had a contract just to be here for just a few years. And I'm sorry about your pain and everything, but you're going to be learning. You're going to learn a lot through this. What you didn't know was the behind the scenes thing that happened that in another lifetime, I had accidentally killed this nurse. And I was just coming down just to do a little, you know, be here for a little bit to teach you about loss and that, but also to repay my debt to this uh, to this nurse. So when he heard that, then he had this, you know, he still missed his daughter and mm -hmm. that 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 wanting to go kill that nurse or something went away. And he realized that there was something bigger here going on than just uh, that little incident that happened, you know. So why are people in our different people in your life? And we only covered, we could talk about this for a couple of sessions because they're basically to learn something, you know, where people around us are teaching us something and we are also teaching them yeah. things in, in with our actions. So when you're having difficulty, uh, you know, the best thing you can do is go into prayer or meditation and ask your guide or whatever, see if you can get some intuition or some, uh, some, something to try to help you fill out what are you supposed to learn from this difficult mm -hmm. situation and it it, it, it turns around from the glass half empty to the glass half full and exactly. you'll have a much better life and you'll get through the issue in a much easier uh quicker safer way i do that like um sometimes like i've said my husband has dealt with anger management problems and there's sometimes where he's um he's sitting there kind of uh, disgruntled, <laughs> I'm going to call it. And I'm sitting here in my brain, in my mantra for sanity sometimes, so I don't fall down the rabbit hole with him. You know, what is this here to teach me? What is this here to teach me? Yeah. What is this here to teach me? And if I just say that, what is this here to teach me? It keeps me from going down the rabbit hole and, and him taking me down the rabbit hole. And then it, it helps me to, to repair the energy ripple effect after that so that i have greater understanding oh i was not meant to be down that rabbit hole with them that's what it taught me is is that i have my own empowerment yeah so i can be his his um his his person that he's mad at but i'm gonna put like a you know how the icebreakers have that that really sharp you know um thing in the front of their boat and, and, it, and I'm going to let the energy go around me because I'm going to stand in my own empowerment during this time. I'm not going to let him derail me. And that's, that's that balance that we can maybe hold on to. Yeah. And um, one of my clients who had an abusive uh, uh, father, uh, just, just in, in regular therapy that I do with people, um, uh, his father was um, abusive to him in so, so many ways. And he was sewing with his father. And I says, well, you have a son now, right? And he goes, yeah. And I said, so what did your father teach you? And he realized my father showed me all the ways that I don't want to be. You know, he, in other words, but through his father's dysfunction, he realized I'm not going to be this way with my son. I'm not going to do that. I'm, you know, so in a way he learned his dad showed him the negative side of fatherhood so he could choose not to be that way or mm -hmm. to start to feel himself being that way to not be that way. Exactly. You know, so exactly. It was a learning lesson, even in the in the negativity of what he had to go through. Yeah. So um, we're at the end here, but Sue mentioned this. 
I did this with my mother and saw a pattern of mother-daughter wounding wow. that went back generations. And then I went into my heart and asked for it to be uh, healed, and it was amazing. Good job, Sue. Yes. Yeah. See, sometimes we just have to come to that awareness, and we have to, like Susan did, is cut that cord and say, look, I've okay, I got it. It's yeah. done for now, you know. And what a relief. I can just feel her relief in that and being able to uh, look at her mother in a whole different way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the mantras I always use is, um, what's this here to teach me? I'm asking for healing on this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm asking for this to be done. I'm done. I'm cutting the cord and I'm asking for healing on this. So those, it's not in one, two, threes. It's all in the bag of what I say during these times of disharmony or in a in an experience that I'm learning from it. You know, it could be something good, it, but yet at the same time, what am I here to learn from it? What is this here to teach me? What am I, um, I'm, I'm done with this politics in me. Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm asking for divine healing on this. Yeah. And I usually try to finish with, I'm asking for divine healing on this so that there's love that's going to fill up the bucket of any cords that I was cutting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to have a vacuum there. You want to fill it up with the something with love and something, not just another problem. You know, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'll tell people how to get a hold of me if they want to have a, a session. Um, I do regular therapy over Zoom uh, and actually life between life sessions where you could visit heaven and come back. Um, it can be it, it blows my mind, but it, you know, I'm just looking at people on Zoom. They go right into trance. Go to the other side, you know, uh, have a beautiful experience in the afterlife for two hours, come back, you know. Uh, and um, if you're in California, I can see you in person because I, I handle northern southern California, do a lot of traveling. But um, also uh, for regular therapy, for even just regular grief therapy or uh, fears, phobias, um, about half of my clients have PTSD that I help them. There's some great regular modalities and the spiritual modalities that can help uh, give you some semblance of normalcy again. Uh, so um, be sure and get, get a hold of me at the visitafterlife.com. There's a lot of tabs on there and you can, a lot of good videos that you can see that it teach you what I do. So happy to help you. And I'm still giving away my free book on their ebook. It's called Reincarnation is Real. And it's all about the current research being done all over the world. And there's lots of it being done and lots of proof out there now. So uh, happy to give that away. What about you, Natasha, now? Will they get hold of you at I look at their angelicclarifications.com, right? Exactly. Angelicclarifications.com. I am here to help you and support you. You can go through my website to make appointments. I am also on social media doing inspirational quotes and on my YouTube channel where Sue is. Thank you for show, re, um, going there to do this. That I have over 350 videos of, of short little inspirational videos. I also have a, a series that's called Let's Get Tiggered, Not Triggered. Uh, <laughs> and it just talks about life in general. And I'm a little more vulnerable. You'll see me without makeup. You'll see me sometimes I'm like, oh, gosh, do I have a headache today? Well, how about you? Are you dealing with the energies of the, of the stars right now? Because I know they're bothering me. You know, uh, so I have those kinds of videos there. And, and then I just started as of today with this new moon. We have a new moon. So it's a great time to start new things. Uh, I am starting a mantra of the week. 
And so you can go to any of my social um, platforms or on my website and I'll post the mantra for the week until I'm doing this until the end of the year. Um, unless somebody the wants this week? The mantra this week is I, uh, I trust and I believe in myself. Oh, I like that's an easy one to remember too. And I'm making them easy. I'm making them easy. So if you say it three times, I trust and I believe in myself. I trust and I believe myself. I trust and I believe in myself. I trust and I believe in myself. And if you keep saying that, even though it's they're they're going to be perfectly imperfect, but they have intention. And if you notice when you say it more than three times, it goes from your head kind of a little bit lower down and then it goes a little bit down and so if you say it more and more your gut's gonna believe it even so yeah. I, that's I, I was just told it's time for mantras to bring the better in in our life so so thank you for everyone for coming please these will be on uh, podcasts on life clarifications with natasha and uh, and you can um, find these um, the, and you can see us mondays at four o'clock Pacific time on um, Facebook and my YouTube channel. And then you can also see me with life clarifications with Natasha on Wednesdays. Uh, there's um, where do souls go after they are, um, they leave. I think that might be my conversation on Wednesday. Wow. Okay. Because there's so many, and we can maybe even, um, we can, or we can wait till Monday to do that one. Well, that one sure. just hit me. I mean, I have a lot of the pieces to that puzzle, but there's... okay. Why don't we? Why don't? Why right. don't we wait till Monday? So next Monday, the conversation. I'm going to write it down so I remember. Okay, we're just life has been pretty busy lately um, with uh, with um, dealings with life. So um, where do souls go after they are gone? Yeah, with this, uh, the 70,000 people having this experience, as I'll mention over and over again, we and we can talk about next, we pretty much know what happens at the time of death, where you go, what you do when you're there until you decide if you want to come back again. You know, so it'd be a great conversation, you know, and uh, we'll just tell you it's a it's a good place. Mm -hmm. And I know that we've had these discussions woven in in other discussions, but it mm -hmm. seems like that lately in this last, um, I'm going to call it six months, that we've had a lot of life happening, a lot of Mercury and retrograde stuff happening, okay. a lot of, and so what we're doing at New Moon, we're setting a kind of a new intention with this show to get it pulled back again to where we are, I don't want to say in the driver's seat. But we're not so much in the backseat. <laughs> we're co-driving co with, with the universe, but yet at the same time, though, we're tired of being in the backseat. So we're hoping to re-establish some of these conversations to a greater good. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we will see you next week, and I will see you on Wednesday. Bye now. Bye. Next week. <laughs>